What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I'm Tyrus. I'm Liz Clayman. I'm Greg Jarrett. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, July 18th, 2022. I'm John Saucier. A major problem has popped up for Ukraine, and it's a familiar refrain for that country, corruption. President Zelensky has had to fire some of his top security officials for allegedly helping Russia in this war against Ukraine. Zelensky has to be squeaky clean on corruption. If he loses his good reputation in this area, that's going to weaken Western and global support. This is the Fox News Rundown. War on Ukraine. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Ukraine has more problems than just this Russian invasion. Now there is dissension among their own ranks. On top of all that, they're basically now begging the United States for more help in the air. It's even worse than that because President Zelensky has had to fire one of his close personal friends who was the head of the Ukraine Security Service. Our guest today is Fox News contributor and president of Iris Independent Research, Dr. Rebecca Grant. It's not that his friend has betrayed Ukraine to Russia, but a bunch of people in the security service did. There's a terrible allegation that they failed to blow up a Dnieper River bridge down in Kherson, which allowed Russia to move in several months ago. So with this in mind, it turns out that Zelensky's uh, buddy, who was his campaign manager when he ran for president, is just not up to the job. Most likely, still a lot of Russian sympathizers down in that Ukrainian security service, and now Zelensky needs someone in there who can handle that and get out the bad apples and make sure that there's no more corruption in there. Zelensky's been very anti-corruption. He's really tried hard, but in this case, he's had to fire someone pretty important to him in order to clean up the mess. Yeah, Zelensky actually gave a major speech, getting all this out in the open, talking about his friend there, the advisor in the town of Kherson, which is actually the first major Ukrainian city that was captured by Russian forces. And maybe we know why now. But within this speech, Zelensky said there were somewhere around 651 cases of alleged treason and collaboration with the Russians. Do you see maybe more of this coming out? Do you see more Zelensky firings with these people who are collaborating with Russia from inside Ukraine? Well, what's astonishing is how quickly they've come up with 651 cases. Also, of course, they're pursuing war crimes charges very quickly. So Zelensky has to be squeaky clean on corruption. If he loses his good reputation in this area, that's going to weaken Western and global support. So he has to be very firm, very decisive and stamp out any hints of corruption. Yeah, absolutely. It makes you wonder with all the billions of dollars worth of military aid and whatnot the United States has been sending to Ukraine. We know this has helped them repel the Russian forces. But is that money going into the wrong hands there is the big question. My other question, too, is that when something like this happens, do you think this is affecting the morale of the Ukrainian military on the battlefield when they're saying that their own brethren are selling them out? 
oh, sure, it's a problem, but they want to see Zelensky's strong leadership to set things right. And Ukraine did have a bad reputation several governments ago for selling military equipment and all this. But let's remember that's really in the past. And I think right now we just see Zelensky trying to do the last of the house cleaning to keep Ukraine on track and doing the right thing with all the military aid and security assistance that's pouring into that country. All right, let's go to the battlefield and talk about some of the weaponry that's on it or that they would like to have on it. Since the beginning of this war, a major storyline has been, should we set up a no-fly zone over Ukraine or are we able to provide Ukraine with some type of aircraft that may help them repel the Russians? There was, of course, a story about Poland offering MiG fighter jets to Ukraine while the United States were backfill to Poland with newer fighter jets while the Ukrainian pilots would be using those Polish MiGs. That never happened, but apparently there has been some talk on Capitol Hill as the Ukrainians are requesting F-16s. Can you talk about why this would be helpful for Ukraine in their fight against Russia? And what is the backlog within the United States of America in getting aircraft into Ukraine? Ukraine's Air Force needs uh, an infusion of new combat jets so that they can have air striking power. Yes, we've given them some helicopters, some drones, but what they don't have is enough of an air force to be able to hit Russian ground forces and artillery and contrast that with everyday indiscriminate strikes, artillery, air and missile strikes all across Ukraine and, of course, in the key battlefield areas carried out by Russia. So Ukraine is at a terrible air power disadvantage. There is movement in Congress and the House of Representatives to try to authorize Ukraine to receive F-16 fighter jets or another type. The F-16s would be a great fit because they're flown by many NATO countries. The Air Force is also retiring over 40 F-16s this year. Those could, in theory, go right into Ukraine's hands. Now, the question is, of course, Ukraine's pilots would have to be trained to fly the F-16s. Their combat experience, so they'd learn quickly. But it's not just about taking off and landing the F-16. It's about what our Air Force calls being combat effective. So they would need uh, several months, uh, probably three to six months of training to learn to use all the radars, sensors, and weapons that the F-16 offers. The key here is we want to see some U.S. leadership and a longer term to commitment to Ukraine to give them the air power they need to fight this modern war. Ukraine says they need more sophisticated air power, but will the United States help out? We're speaking today with Dr. Rebecca Grant, Fox News contributor and expert on the aircraft of this conflict. We're ready for takeoff next. If we didn't give them those Polish MiGs that were offered earlier in the war, why would we change course now and all of a sudden give over some retired F-16s? And the air power problem is at the White House. We see just silence on this issue of air power for Ukraine because the Biden White House is known to be very eager not to appear to escalate this war or come into direct contact with Russia. Now, we want that. But what we also need is much stronger leadership from the White House. And I'm talking, what's the three-month, six-month, 12-month plan? 
plan. As Ukraine fights this war, they will always have a border with Russia. If they signed a peace treaty a month from now, they would still need to be sure to have air sovereignty. And uh, the Secretary of Defense wants to update Ukraine's weapons so they match NATO weapons. F-16s are a perfect match for the battlefield fight today and for Ukraine's security in the future. Yeah, you mentioned today's battlefield fight. The big overwhelming story of how this war is being conducted is you've got Russian bombers and long-range artillery, which are shooting at targets from far away. Then you've got the Ukrainian military, which is getting close to these to try and take them out. Let's talk about how, why in particular, this F-16 fighter jet might help Ukraine going up against these more long-range weapons that Russia has been using. Well, two examples, uh, or really three. One, F-16s are very good at targeting surface-to-air missiles so that the Russians use for air defense so they could help take those out as they're mobile around the battlefield in Ukraine. F-16s can also use a variety of precise air-to-ground weapons to strike Russian artillery emplacements, troops, and their supply areas. Then there are the drones. You've seen reports about Russia possibly buying drones from Iran, and Russia uses drones in Ukraine. Well, uh, F-16s will make mincemeat of any Russian drones in the airspace. So that's three reasons right there why the F-16 would be perfect for Ukraine. Yeah, three good reasons, too. Let's go on the Russian side of things as well. You always see the old movies of the Russian MiG fighter jets that aren't quite as good as the American ones. I know that's Top Gun or whatever movie you want to reference there. This is real life. And Russia actually does have some sophisticated aircraft that they're using in this conflict. What are the Ukrainians and those who are supporting them up against when it comes to Russian air power, specifically fighter jets? Russia has some good fighter jets, but uh, Russia's pilots aren't quite as good as American ones or as Ukrainian ones. And don't forget, the California Air National Guard has done several years of training with Ukraine's air forces. So Ukraine's air force are pretty top notch. But what they really need is the ability to have enough replacement fighter jets and then to be able to fly frequent sorties. What they're up against with Russia, is the Russian pilots can fly over into Ukraine airspace, strike a target, and run right back for the border. They can also take off, stay in Russian airspace, and launch longer-range missiles. It's a really unfair advantage, and we need to top up Ukraine's air power so that they can use it to keep the airspace open, which they've done pretty well, but also to be able to threaten Russia on the ground. With F-16s, that would mean that Russia is much less able to move around the battle space and to fight in the east and down in the south. It would be a tremendous advantage for Ukraine, no question. It's the only podcast that takes you inside the brain of a Russian fighter pilot in wartime. We're getting real deep today, as we like to do, with one of the more sophisticated guests that we have. Fox News contributor, president of Virus Independent Research, Dr. Rebecca Grant. As always, thank you so much for joining the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com.
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. Subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.